CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... the auto storytelling goes. One of the most treasured examples of the narrative technique has been that of a ghost story. The ancient belief in ghosts was rooted in the idea that the spirit of a man never dies. These spirits may appear in any form, and the most terrifying have been the apparitions that belong to those who died of violent or unnatural death. That streak of light. That crack of thunder, is that usual here in the desert? With a full moon staring down on us? Talk, Joe! Like I tell you, this road leads to place where evil spirits dwell. Spirits of the dead. Big danger for white men. You smart men, you turn back. Mystery drama, Roll Call of the Dead, was especially adapted for the Mystery Theater by Arnold Moss. It stars Russell Horton and Lloyd Batista. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Few facets of American history have been more over-sentimentalized than the story of the settlement of our great West. We have been given the stereotypes of the noble, tragic Indian, the rough and ready cowboy, and the gun-happy desperado. But if the story of the West is to have any real meaning, we must look to the writing of those who dealt with its dust, its dirt, its hard work, its personal tragedy, and sometimes with the unknown, the unexpected. Two young men about to graduate from an Eastern college are in a tent watching an exhibition of Western skills and skills. She hasn't missed a single shot. Hey, that woman is absolutely phenomenal. See, look at her now. She's turning herself around, galloping around the ring, sitting backwards on her horse. <laughs> and shooting at the target as her horse goes around at full speed. Bullseye every time. Oh, no, Jimmy, look what she's doing now. Swinging herself under the belly of her horse, holding onto the saddle with one hand. Her assistant is handing her a fresh rifle as she goes by. Yeah. She's pointing the rifle at the target. And wham, right into the bullseye again. Look, Jimmy, there's the great Buffalo Bill himself. Ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bill Wild West Show with its congress of rough rivals of the world has presented... Miss Annie Oakley in her astonishing demonstration of dexterity in the use of firearms. She certainly was wonderful. And now, for our closing number, we will demonstrate how a cow outfit is brutally attacked on the Great Plains by a band of bloodthirsty marauding Indians who in turn are repulsed by the brave veterans of the splendid six U.S. Cavalry. Maestro, if you please. 
look at him go, Jimmy. Huh? Huh? Jimmy, huh? I have a great idea. What is it? After we get our diplomas in June, what do you say you and I go out with? For For the fun of it and the excitement. Well, in another 10, 20 years, it'll probably all be gone. This is 1888. Time is passing us, Jimmy. What are you thinking of? Oh, we're young. The West is still young. I don't want to learn about it from Wild West shows. I want to see what's left of it for myself. <laughs> I'm all for it, Clark. How about the Arizona Territory? The Santa Fe Railroad will take us as far as New Mexico. And from there on, it's clear sailing all the way to the California border. Jimmy, old friend, here we are. Yeah, where are we? Uh, this, this can't be Santa Fe. Oh, no, this, this is Lamy, territory of New Mexico. Santa Fe's about 15 miles to the north. We can hire one of those buggies over there to take us to town. Uh-huh. And then? We pick up a reliable guide, some pack horses, firearms, whatever we need by way of supplies. And uh, maps, Clark, lots of maps. Sooner or later, we're going to get to places that have never been mapped. That's the whole idea. Clark, that old Indian, he's been eyeing us. I, I think he's coming over to us. Yeah, so he is. I wouldn't want to meet him anywhere alone on a dark night. Welcome, young gentlemen. Welcome to territory of New Mexico, United States of America. Uh, we know. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I would like to help you if you want. Well, that's very kind of you, uh, sir. Uh... I am Joe. Joe Broken Arrow, tribe of Apache. Oh, I'm, I'm pleased to meet you, Mr. Uh, Arrow. Joe, Joe, you call me Joe. You know, Joe, I think you might be able to help us. After we rest up in Santa Fe from this long train trip, we're headed west. Southwest, as a matter of fact, to the Arizona Territory. And we'd appreciate some advice, if, if you'd be so kind about uh, supplies, horses, uh... Things like that. Oh, we, we'd pay for your time, of course. You say you go southwest Arizona? We're planning to follow the course of the Gila River, way past the Catalina Mountains. Oh, bad place, very bad place, especially for white men. Why, why do you say that, Joe? One thing for sure, you need good guide. You not go that place yourself, very dangerous. Why, Joe? We're not afraid, you know. Better you take me with you. I be your guide, you Indian scout. I know that country better than anyone. Uh, uh, give us a minute, Joe. Uh, Clark, what do you think? I mean, his looks worry me. His face is like a deaf man. I mean, can we trust this little bird? I'm not too sure. I must say, with that big black hat pulled down up to his eyes, he... Does not exactly inspire me with the greatest confidence. Young gentlemen, you not worry about Joe. Joe Broken Arrow, how you say it, very reliable. Jimmy? Well, why not? All right, Joe, you're on. You not be sorry, young gentlemen. Only, only one thing. Yes? If I work for you... Whenever time come, make decisions about anything. You listen, Joe. Do 
what Joe say. Sometime, especially where we go, could be, how you say it, matter of life or death. You understand, huh? I... I sure, Joe, we understand. Sounds like a big, round, orange ball of fire. Yeah, it'll be setting pretty soon. Clark, good thing we decided, or rather Joe back there decided for us, that we do most of our traveling in the darkness, sleeping in the daytime. We'd burn to ashes under that boiling sun. Oh, and Jimmy, look what it does to the rocks on those mountains. Yeah, like they were painted in a hundred different colors. Which way, Joe? We come to what looks like a fork in the road. Wait, wait, young gentlemen. I come to you. We, we go north. Take right fork. Whatever you say, Jeff. Wait a minute, Jimmy. Joe, can I ask about this other road, the one to the left? Any reason for not taking that one? Left fork, very dangerous, not safe. How? Why? Lead to place where evil spirits dwell, spirits of the dead. Bad, ugly spirits. Well, we're not afraid of things like that, are we, Jimmy? Mm, no, not really. Uh, no, Joe, we are not afraid. Uh, you listen, Joe. Take other road. This way, Clark. Well, hold on a bit, Jimmy. We didn't come thousands of miles all the way out here just to look for the safe ways. We came for the adventure, the excitement, remember? Well, I, I... I guess so. Sure, of course. Then let's not play it safe. We take the chance. See what old Joe is talking about, all right? All right. So we take right fork. Left fork not only lead to place of evil, is also place of big danger to white man pass through Apache territory. So what? Apache, wild, fierce. I know. I know well. Of course, you're an Apache. So we take right fork to north. For once, we're going to disappoint you, Joe. We take left fork, the bad one, to south. What's that? He's coyote. Come on, let's go. What time you got, Jimmy? Uh, nearly 4 a.m. We ought to be turning in pretty soon. Yeah, lucky we got a full moon with us tonight. Mm, true. It's light makes these desert sands look like so many fields of snow. Remind you, Clark, of back home. What on earth was that? That flash of lightning out of nowhere. <laughs> Split the sky wide open. <laughs> That's crazy. Lightning and thunder in the desert with no clouds and a full moon? How could that be? Joe! Yes? Come here a minute, will you? You, uh, you want something, young gentleman? That streak of lightning just now, the thunder, is that usual here in the desert this time of year? With that full moon shining down on us? You understand what we're asking you, Joe? I understand. Then what's the explanation? Is that usual? 
Could we have expected it? It's not how you say it usually. But you must expect such things. Why? Well, like I tell you, this road leads to place of evil. What happened here, not usual. Sometime evil spirit give warning. Everything very strange. Not again. I just don't get it. Clark, uh, look over there to the left. No more than a hundred feet from us. Do you see what I see? What is that? It looks like... Like a smokestack. A tall masonry smokestack. Rising right out of the sagebrush. Out of that dry gulch. Hey, look behind it. A whole set of furnaces. Brand new furnaces of some kind. Well, those are ore smelters, I think. They, they look as though they've never been used. Come on, let's ride up and see. I'm glad there's a full moon, Jimmy. Well, there are Dozens of workmen. Tools scattered all over the place. As if they were dropped in a tremendous hurry. As if someone panicked and ran. And not the faintest sign of a town. Or of life of any kind. Anywhere. <laughs> Except for the coyotes. What do you make of it, Clark? I haven't the slightest idea. The furnaces. The smelters. They, they've begun to work by themselves. Joe... Joe, what is this? For heaven's sake, tell us what's going on. Better you ask him. Him? Who? The poor man who sits on rock over there, all alone. Man who never take eye of you. Where did he come from? You ask him. For over a hundred years, the wave of migration to the American West created a unique process that had a tremendous influence on the shaping of the American character. For some, it was what was called a gate of escape, a safety valve for the discontented. For others, like young Clark and Jimmy of our story, there was the thrill and the excitement of a daring new adventure. To where their particular journey would lead, we must wait for Act Two shortly. It's the late 1880s. Clark and Jimmy have come west and accompanied by an old Indian guide are in what had come to be known as the Arizona Territory. A hundred thousand square miles of dry and empty plains, of dry and scorching deserts, a raw and challenging frontier for the courageous, the adventurous, and especially for the young. Clark and Jimmy have just been startled by a sight they never expected to find in this barren wasteland of the desert. Joe, who is that standing over there? Better you ask him, that tall man who sits on rock over there all alone. Who never take eye of you. You! Over there, stand up. Jim, let's dismount. And get your hands up over your head. Joe, take care of the horses. And now you, over there. Come towards us slowly. Are you deaf? I said come over here. 
Well, I am. We both got you covered. What of it? One false move, stranger, and you're as good as dead. Did you say dead? <laughs> Jimmy, you help Joe start a fire, will you? I can take care of this old guy. Right, Clark. You, I said don't move and keep your hands high. Just where they are. I come in peace. Not looking for trouble. There's my rifle. Catch it. No tricks, I warn you. No, you you can put your hands down. I ain't that kind of you. Say, have you got any idea about that smokestack and those furnaces over there? Smokestacks? Furnaces? Yeah, there. There on your right. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> What's the joke? <laughs> you fellas from the east, ain't you? Yeah, what if we are? What you're looking at, there ain't no smokestacks nor furnaces, neither. They're not. Take another look. That's a big, tall growth of Oregon cactus with a lot of smaller ones scattered around it. In the moonlight, they kind of take on different shapes. But we both thought we heard... Well, never mind. <laughs> there was nothing. I like to ask what you're doing out here in the desert all by yourself in the middle of the night. I'm alone. Now. Except for the rattlesnakes, the lizards, and the occasional coyote off in the distance. And them little road-running birds. You youngsters are the first living things I've seen in a long time. A very long time. Why did you say that you're alone now? Once there was four men, good men, all of them. Ramon Gallegos, a Mexican. Little Billy Shaw. Who was a famous desperado? Some from some place back in Europe, Steve Binsick. And there was Barry Davis. They all started out from Tucson, crossed the Santa Catalina Mountains, just as you have, and traveled due west. They was prospecting. What for? Now, that's a stupid question. For silver, naturally. But they had no guide. This all happened a long time ago. Matter of true fact, it all happened 30 years ago. What's that you got hanging there from your belt? What, this? Yeah, it looks like a mop of some kind. A mop of long, black rope. What is it? I don't want to talk about her. It's all right with me. I, I see that Joe, that's our Apache guide. Apache? Yeah, he and Jimmy, my friend, have got the fire started and thrown up the sleeping shed. You're welcome to join us for something to eat. No, no chow for me. I choose to sit right here for a bit. Suit yourself. Jimmy? You got a good fire going? Yeah, I want to talk to you. Our friend over there, I can't make him out. I don't think he's right in the head. Dangerous? I'd say he's quite harmless. Not really unfriendly, but a little peculiar. Maybe he's not as crazy as you think. Remember the solitary life so many of these men lead. I guess after a while it makes them look and sound a little, uh, strange. Yeah, but traveling alone out in the middle of nowhere, in the dark of night... 
What's that? Over there. Coming towards us. Sounds like they might be grasshoppers. Millions of them. Joe! Joe, what do we do? We do nothing. We wait. They eat whatever they find. Then fly away. They're swooping down on us. They're right over our heads. Keep head down low. They not touch you. Who in their Joe. Uh, Joe, would you say that a swarm of grasshoppers in the desert... Well, there's so little for them to eat. Would, would you say that that was a little unusual? Very, how you say it, uh, very unusual. Well, then how come? I say take road to north. You say take road to south. Yeah, of course. You know, this desert country ain't any more what it was in the old days, back in the 18 and 50s. Thirty years ago. What place is? In them days, there wasn't a ranch between the Gila and the Gulf. Well, maybe there ain't none now. But there was always a little grass near any water hole you could find. Enough to keep your animals from starvation. What about the men? Uh, you went some time for days without food or drink. Then this is you about to go mad. Your luck would turn. And you come across a shallow pool of water at the bottom of an arroyo. You'd shoot some wild animal, an antelope, coyote, cougar, even eat some of them lizards. All was food. And the Indians? I don't want to talk about them. Why not? Not too long after the four men I spoke of had started out, the purpose of this expedition changed from discovery of wealth to preserving their lives. They'd gone too far to turn back, and what was ahead could be no worse than what was behind. So they pushed on. Riding at night, the way we are? Of course. Then came that morning when the Apaches finally attacked. They'd been following for almost a week. Must have been 40 or 50 of them, screaming their heads off, whooping down on the four of them, Ramon Gallegos, Lil Billy Shaw, Steve Vincent, and Davis. Well, what happened? 20 yards up a slope of some kind with some cliffs. Straight up and down they were, with a narrow opening you could just squeeze through. They ran into it and stayed there. All they had was their rifles. They knew the engines was watching them by day and night, waiting for one of the men to show. They held out for four days, and then... Yes? Uh, I'm very tired. I want some sleep. Oh, I think we all do. I'd, I'd like to know what happened. Later, Jimmy, later. Joe, are the horses hobbled and picketed? Horses, all fine. A little sleep will do us all a lot of good. You care to join us under the sleeping shed? Uh, thank you. I'll do my sleeping over yonder in the shade of that big cactus. Well, if you like. Oh, uh, here, here's the rifle. Uh -huh. By the way, what... Jimmy. Yes? You awake? I am now. Something just woke me. Yeah, me too, Clark. 
What could it have been? What on earth am I hearing? What's that noise? It sounds like horses, galloping horses. Coming this way, I think. Joe? Joe, are you still asleep? Joe? Where is he, Jimmy? I haven't the slightest idea. Well, he's disappeared. And he's left his big hat the first time I've seen it off his head. Well, I'll be... Clark! Look! Those Indians are riding like madmen, and they are headed in this direction, howling like a hundred devils. What do we do? Just stay as calm as we can. See what happens. They have got to be Apaches. Well, I don't think so. When their chief Geronimo surrendered two years ago, the Apaches became men of peace. Well, that doesn't sound very peaceful. Jimmy! They're shooting at our friend over there. They're shooting at Barry Davis. And he's shooting back at them. Shouldn't we do something to help? They got him. He's fallen over wounded. Clark. No, look. He's standing up again. He's aiming at the Indian who just shot him. He got him. Davis got the Indian. The Indian tumbled off his horse right onto the ground. The others are turning around. Riding off in the direction they came from. So we better get out of here, but fast before anything else happens. So why? They couldn't have been less interested in us, and, and they certainly saw us. Uh, just the same, I am taking down the shed. Where on earth is old Joe? Just when we need him most. Look, you go ahead. I'm going to see what happened to Mr. Barry Davis. Jimmy. Huh? Jimmy, stop what you're doing. Well, what's the matter? Take a look over there. By the big cactus where Barry Davis was sleeping. What do you see? I... I don't see a thing. Barry Davis? He's not there. But we saw him just a minute ago, didn't we? And... Where was the Indian he shot? Who fell off his horse who was lying wounded on the ground? He's not here either. What happened to them, Jimmy? Where did they go? for adventure. We're certainly getting it. Look, let's pack up and move on. Clark, I, I don't like what's happening. It, it just isn't safe. Safe? A word I never thought I'd hear you use, Jimmy. And to top it all, just when we needed him most, old Joe Broken Arrow picks up and takes off the heaven knows where. Good thing we break camp now. Joe! Where have you been, Joe? We missed you. Feed horses. I picket them just over there. Oh, yeah, I see. Uh, how soon can we get started? Oh, soon. Maybe a half hour, maybe less. Can't be too soon for me. Clark, you hear anything? That's what I was going to ask you. Hey, it sounds like bells. Church bells. Well, we must be near one of those old Spanish missions. Could be. Well, as soon as we're ready, what do you say we ride off in their direction and investigate? You know, Clark, I was just thinking of a line I remember from one of our courses at school. The life of an adventurer, and uh, that's us, is practicing the art of the impossible. Funny you should say that. I was thinking of another couple of lines from another course. The bell invites me. Hear it not, Duncan. For it is a knell that summons thee to heaven or to hell.
the American poet Robert Frost ended one of his most well-known poems with, Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Our young friends, given a choice of roads, have also taken the one less traveled by, and it's certainly leading them into adventure. I'll be back shortly with Act Three. A modern philosopher has written, We see the sun, the moon, and the stars revolving round us. That is false. We see the sun rise above the horizon. It is beneath us. We touch what we think is a solid body. There is no such thing. In a word, appearances are often the same truth which cunning time puts on to entrap the wisest. Young Jimmy Hayes may be about to meet still another. Hmm, truth. Whoa, boy. Whoa. Oh. That's the little adobe shack where all that bell ring is coming from. Just a couple of walls and no more than half a roof. No! No! It's too late. No one can help me now. No one. Hey, you! Stop waving that gun. Put down that gun. I mean no harm to no one, amigo. It's the end for me, senor. The end. I managed to squeeze through the opening in that cliff with that big thing. By then, to search for food and water for the four of us, four brave men, but they don't find nothing. It is the will of God I die. I, I have a little food here, uh, water in this canteen. Here, take it. They wait for me, but I disappoint them. Who waits for you? Apaches. Two, three of them, they wait 50 feet away. Other side of that wall. But I beat them, amigo. I, I, I don't understand. I will not die by the hand. Purity. I have one bullet left in this gun. I shall use it well. Hey, well, wait a minute. Where are you going? Inside those walls to die. It is the will of God that I, Ramon Gallego, shall die. Ramon Gallego? Hey, hey, hold on there. I want to talk to you. What was one of those four men a, a fellow by the name of Barry Davis? What, were you part of a... Oh. Ramon Gallegos. Was that the single bullet you had left? Or did your Apache friends get you at last? Let's go, boy. Let's get back to camp. And that was the end of Ramon Gallegos. Uh, we're nearly ready, Joe. Nearly ready. I'm back, you fellows. Go back. Who's that? Somebody out there in the dark calling to us. You hear me? I say go back. Up ahead is bad things. Very bad. Much danger. Who are you? Me? I was miner in all country. No mining, very good. Then come to U.S. of A. Four fellows, 
They join up together, come out here, prospect for silver. But this country too hard for those fellows. Big heat, no food, no water, and most bad of all, the Apaches. Bad enemy. Very bad. Not anymore. The Apaches are at peace with all of us. With you, maybe. Not with me. Never. Not with Gallegos. Not with little Billy Shaw. Not with Derry Davis. You? You're Steve Vincic, aren't you? Huh? Maybe. Maybe used to be long time ago. You know, sooner or later, Indians going to get me. But I got idea. What's that? You got gun. You kill me. Please. You're out of your mind, Steve. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I am going to die pretty soon anyhow. Foolish go mad from thirst. Foolish I fall by Apache bullets. Maybe even be skinned alive. Look, please. On my knees, I beg you. Be kind. Take a gun. Shoot. We can't do that, Steve. We just can't. Let me help you up. Uh, I'm so sorry I trouble you. I leave you now. Where are you going? I walk. I walk. So far I can. No, no. Don't try to stop me. Where are you walking to? Away from here. Far away. You listen to me. You go back. Back. Hmm. That would account for three of the four. I was just thinking. Ramon Gallegos, Steve Vincic, Little Billy Shaw, and Barry Davis. There's something going on that I don't quite understand. And I'm beginning to question how real all of this is. I just can't figure it out, Clark. Three men turning up out of nowhere. All of them talking about some kind of Indian massacre that may have taken place some 30 years ago. And pretty peculiar, all of them. One of them wears a mop of long black rope dangling from his belt. Your fellow, a Mexican with his one last bullet. Oh, and this last one. Begging for us to shoot him. And all of them getting themselves killed in one way or another. I don't know what to make of it, Jim. Joe Broken Arrow, our stone-faced friend up ahead, he is a black cat. He did warn us, you'll remember. Oh, sure. Take road to north, road to south, filled with evil spirits. Place of great danger to white men. Yeah, maybe he wasn't all that wrong. Jimmy, you're telling me you believe in spirits and ghosts? Let's just keep moving, Clark. I think I can make out the opening of a cave up over there where the mountains begin. We ought to head for it. Catch a little sleep. What on earth is that? Joe! Joe, take care of the horses. Somebody out there is shooting at us. Hold your fire! Hold your fire, whoever you are! They couldn't see too well in the dark. They took you as gentlemen for a 
Native the bad kind, I'm actually very sorry. I accept my apologies. Yeah, well, your apologies accepted, but you know you could have killed him. Oh, I should indeed have regretted that. Surely even you two must have heard of little Billy Shaw, a very fast gun and one of the most daring desperados in the entire West. That's you? Your little Billy Shaw? I hope you'll pardon my appearance. There is an explanation. Gentlemen, I would like to make you a small proposition. I would like to propose that we join forces. It's us What do you have in mind? <laughs> Just call me Billy. That's what everybody calls me. But if I joined up with you two young gentlemen who are above any and all suspicion, the law would never find me, never think to look for me in the company of uh, fellows like yourselves. I see. Well, I'm afraid, little Billy, that we must respectfully decline your generous offer. Charming, though I'm sure it will be. Uh, well, in that case, you leave me no choice. I shall join my former companions if I can find them. Thirty years is a long time. Gentlemen, I bid you good morning. Well, I'll be. Where did he go? I don't know. He just vanished. Disappeared into thin air. What do you make of that one? Well, I'm not sure. You figure him for a spirit? Maybe a ghost? Or an escaped lunatic? Better still, just a first-class liar. What's that? Those are our horses. Son of a gun, that little Billy Shaw, he's gone off with every one of our horses. Not to worry, young gentlemen. We wait. Short time, all horses come back. You listen to Joe. Joe knows. Here we are at the mouth of that cave. And still, no horses. Oh, they come soon. Uh, let's go in and catch a couple of winks. No, no, no. You not go in there, not yet. Is bad place inside, I say to you when. What's bad about it? Look to east. Sunrise very soon. I put on sacred shirt. I tell you something now. Long, long time ago, 25, maybe 30 years, bodies of four white men found in this same place. Men killed in bad days by my father's white men, all scalped. Then later, other white men come, find bodies, bury four inside cave. And that makes this place unlucky? Oh, place filled with spirits of four dead men. Joe, were these men ever identified? Anybody know who they were? Oh, they all have papers to say their names. I remember. You do? Ramon Gallegos, Steve Insick, Little Billy Shaw, and Barry Davis. Sort of a roll call of the dead. Now, while moon's still in sky, you look up there. On top of Mesa, 
Huh? You see something? Silhouetted against the sky. With a full moon behind them. The figures of four men. Standing there. Looking this way. Every month when full moon come, all four men come out of grave and haunt this barren land just like they do tonight. And you see, you see, like me, all have hat on head. Those men up there on the mesa, you say, Joe, that they're not alive? Look, look, I show you. What are you doing? I take rifle and shoot at them. So. You miss. Oh, no, Joe never miss. Those men dead for a long time. No shot can make dead men more dead. That first man you meet, Barry Davis, well, what about him? He wound Indian who shot him. Later, he finds same Indian and he scalp Indian. Indian die. Davis die. How do you know? What he wear hanging from belt, you think is mop black rope? No. No, it's scalp of Indian. How awful. I'm asking you. How do you know all this? I show you. I take off hat I always wear. And you see... No. Joe Broken Arrow. That same Indian. But Joe, you said that after Barry Davis scalped you, that you died. Yes, yes, I know I said that. I said that because it's true. I did die. But you've been with us all this time. How on earth could you ever... Yeah. You see... Horses come back, like I say. Now, sunrise, daylight come. Where are you going, Joe? Up to top of Mesa. Join other dead men. What for? Maybe because dead feel, how you say it, more comfortable with other dead Gonna be hot day today. The American poet Stephen Vincent Benin, in his long narrative poem dedicated to the opening of the West, the poem he called Western Star, wrote, There were footprints upon the hill, and men lie buried under, tamers of the earth and rivers, they died at the end of labor. Forgotten is the name. I'll be back shortly. Anyone can rob a man of his life. But no one can rob him of his death. Death belongs to him and him alone. And to it, a thousand doors lie open waiting for him. The words of Seneca, a philosopher of ancient Rome. The four spirits of our story, roll call of the dead, 
had so little in common in life. It was only in the death they shared that they found togetherness. Our cast included Russell Horton, Lloyd Batista, Arnold Moss, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Helen. Saba, Saba and I, we were brought up together in the village, which is called Bodotre. Oh, you were brought up together? Yes, from birth. We were born on the same day. That means he's... He's your brother. Oh, I can see why you want him to come here to... to freedom. Everybody wants this guy, Saba. Well, then I'll certainly try to do what I can. Oh, Doc, what man ever had a greater pal than you? You mean, you'll do it? Uh, I'll do it. I think it's only right to tell you. It will be dangerous. Dangerous? If they suspect why you have come, it will mean prison. Is it Tommy Grimes inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre? Until next time, pleasant 